more than welcome to this, another episode, episode one of season four of the Copy of Eleven show, brought to you by Wigwam, and this time supported by the Limerick Post newspaper. How, how bad? Limerick Post newspaper, uh, keeping Limerick Post. We're delighted that they've uh, chosen to partner with us in season four of the Copy of Eleven show. Lovely to have you all here. You're more than welcome. Let me just invite Evelyn, unmute, and pop in and say hello. Cheers with your coffee mug, and then I'll tell our audience a little bit about you. Hi, Colin. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me here today. Evelyn from Limerick. And the uh, the ever-important branded coffee mug. I love that. Yeah, uh, Limerick are. Limerick are. Good stuff. we get to that in a little while. Ladies and gentlemen, just uh, let me introduce you to Evelyn a little before we bring the lady in herself. Uh, so her business name is Pepperell Media Connection. Motto is to grow a social media community around your enterprise. What does your business do? Specialize in advising clients on social media and communication, sorry, sorry, social media communication, planning and engagement. She, Evelyn says, I help business owners to gain clarity, growing confidence and competence around planning and execution of sharing a consistent social media communication, very important, across the social media platforms, using their product slash service visibility online and seeking potential opportunities beyond. How long established? 35 years experience. However, eight years as a solopreneur, four of which are in social media communication, growing network connection. Uh, a little bit about herself. Uh, be, before all that, eldest of three, one brother and one sister, daughter of Michael and Mary, farmer and publican's daughter, respectively, uh, born and grew up in County Limerick. Hashtag Limerick and proud. Very pertinent these days. Went to secondary school in Thurles County Tip, completed a diploma in office studies in the School of Commerce, Mulgrave Street in 1987. Got her first job working with Michael Punch and Partners in Limerick for three years, moved to London, worked there for 13 years, snaffled an Englishman, imported him back into uh, County Limerick in August 2003, settled back home in Kokora with Michael and her two and a half year old then, now 20, along with her two teenage brothers. And I think there's a birthday today, if I'm not mistaken. Did I pick that up earlier? Uh, worked, and something nobody knows about, about uh, Evelyn, wait to hear this, worked in St. James's Palace with Deputy Secretary to HRH, Prince of Wales was offered a permanent position, however, turned it down. Hashtag Limerick and Proud. Evelyn Pepperell, lovely to have you here. Lovely to have you here. Thank you for joining us and, uh, and agreeing to kick off season four. We're very excited. Before we, we can Google your business and we get there and we get to all the stuff you're doing currently, but we want you to take us all the way back to County Limerick to Little Evelyn, please. Take us up through those early years if you don't mind. Thank you. So thanks for having me on here today, Colin. And, and guys, it's wonderful to be among real adult people having conversations after a very extraordinary year. Uh, so little Evelyn, uh, born 1st of August 1969 to Michael and Mary. Uh, both my parents would have, had, would have brothers, actually. So I was um, a bundle of joy for two reasons. Is uh, I was the first girl born into the family in a long line of boys. So very much cherished. Um, my dad's mom um, lived with us as well. So um, I had three parents. I was really fortunate to be brought up um, in a rural setting and uh, loved loads, uh, worked loads, uh, born with, uh, I suppose, two parents who, who, who always worked hard, uh, uh, living in a farm and, and running a business at the same time. So um, I was brought up very much around business. Um, farming, not only a business, but a culture. And we were very much brought up with, um, I suppose, at the point of uh, looking out for the people who did business with us in the hope they'd return to us again. So um, we were taught how to answer the phone for the age of seven or eight properly, say the number, which is probably all quite formal for a seven or eight year old. But um, 
it really stood to me. Um, here I am, like thirty-five years later, at service, caring about people, and and giving the detail. Um, they'd ring looking for the price of hay or straw, and, and that detail was important because if it was right, they'd come, they'd buy it, and, and we'd help from the service point of view, loaded on on the trailer, and off it went. Um, so moving on then, I went to school in Quirkora, primary school. Uh, secondary school, I went um, to Thurles in County Tipperary to a boarding school. I loved it. It's made me very much the uh, independent um, person I am today, being the eldest of three. Uh, that independence probably came in there anyway. Um, but uh, schooling in, in secondary and particularly in a boarding school environment uh, probably brought out a lot of resilience and and having to get on with people, uh, whether you liked them or not, you were living with them. Um, so um, adversity, as it came up, you had to repair it because you had to face those people the next morning, uh, brushing your teeth <laughs> at the sink, as it were. So I'd say I bring a lot of my um, my my ability to, to get on with people and, and move on, not take yourself too seriously, but you're also cradled in this uh, diversity of, of personalities, um, none of whom are your family. But uh, you do bring an awful lot of that uh, to your core and your confidence moving, moving. And actually, I have connections all over Ireland now. So there's a, another lovely piece of it. Uh, my first job would have been with Michael Punch Partners, as uh, Colm said. Um, and uh, I drove a motorbike to, to get to, um, to work for, for my first three years. So very independent. And that has come from home very, very much so. We'll, we'll, we'll let you catch your breath there and take a yeah. sip of coffee, uh, Evelyn. Thank you for that. <laughs> Um, I, I was, I was, and I'm, I expect it's the same for everybody here in the cafe today. Uh, there was a lovely picture painted there through words of that journey up. Loved the three parents uh, concept. That was just gorgeous. Cherished bundle of joy. Cherished. Uh, I, I wrote down spoiled question mark, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> that's just maybe just that the, that's the boy in a family re responding to that. Um, the other thing that jumped out was. Uh, the hard work ethic that was uh, instilled in you from day one, farming and public and, you know, family uh, service is key for sure. And uh, you've obviously taken that and adopted it and it's part of your DNA. <clears throat> Very much so. And then, and then the secondary school experience, the, the, uh, the, the boarding and the resilience piece. And I loved the fact that you had to solve problems because if you didn't, you had to meet them brushing your teeth the next day. That was just, it's so simple. And uh, wonderful. And, and then and then you capped that all off for me by saying you've got contacts all around uh, Ireland as a result. So those uh, relationships, you obviously it, it worked for you and those relationships are still strong in your life today. So very much so. Congratulations. Thank you. The motorbike. How do the parents take to you driving a motorbike at 17? Callum, they bought it for me. Uh, they bought me 150 at uh, the age of 17. I'd actually left school and. Um, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do per se. All of my friends knew they wanted to be teachers, nurses, you know, those structured uh, professional jobs for me. I wasn't definite enough to sign up uh, to a college course. So um, I actually booked myself on a diploma in office studies course inside Mulder Street. And because they're farming here full time, you know, there's action going on 12, 24 hours a day. So um, mum and dad went off and bought me 150 so that I would be independent. I'd have my own way of coming and going for that year and the fun I had on it. I mean, it was a fantastic conversation piece. And um, having gone to school in a convent, I was very um, self-conscious. So when it came to going out and talking to the lads, so they loved it. All they wanted was, <laughs> could they get up with it and drive it? Said, not a chance. 
yeah. go on the bike. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, come here. Uh, the, uh, here's a question for you, if you don't mind. Uh, this is a 21st century question. Is Would you buy your children a motorbike to go to college? I, I would. Um, I, uh, one of them out of the three, definitely. Um, actually, that, that would be the youngest because he'd be able to handle it. Um, but when it comes to kind of needing to be resourceful and self-sufficient, I, I kind of hope that would be the key bit and, and give them uh, the opportunity to grow, which I'm very grateful to both my parents for. They were very good. I mean, they were very protective over us. We wouldn't have been allowed to go to discos very, very early. But the practical stuff they were really good at, and that has been very much ingrained in us. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And you mentioned the youngest. Isn't there a birthday today? Yes, Callum, uh, his second birthday in lockdown. So he turned 12 today. Yeah. Uh, he's my he's my baby. Uh, so he's in fifth class at the moment. And then my other two, uh, actually, my other two didn't get to leave their, their um, primary schools and secondary schools properly, properly last year with lockdown. Uh, um, Emer left secondary school and is now online at IT attending a course. And uh, Daniel left primary school. So he's on his way through first year at the moment. So I would say they were fine. I was very emotional. I'd say those two, three months, they were just hard because there were rites of passage that, you know, you you move from one to the next. But I, if I could bring in community here, Colin, I must say we're really lucky with the people we have in our community, particularly in the primary school. They made such an effort to, to make sure that the confirmation happened in a way. Um, they brought it to the race course in Limerick. Um, we sat in a stand brought a cushion with us and our children were confirmed while we were set in the stand in the Limerick Race Course. So Isn't that lovely? Isn't that how lovely? cool is that? Yeah, That's absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Well, happy birthday to Callum. And, Thank uh, you very much. From all of us here in the cafe. You'd be chuffed uh, with a mention. <laughs> that's great. It's great. And uh, and you're right about that right, right, right passage. We are in the strangest of times. I mean, we're all sitting here chatting today, you and I, as a result of what happened in lockdown. It started on that chair behind me on the 18th of March last year when the, the, you know, the world fell off a cliff. Um, and here we are, this is show 101 uh, as a result of that. So, you know, we've got to figure out a way of taking the best out of any circumstances. My own youngest daughter, uh, she also left school last year, uh, but didn't leave school, if that makes sense, didn't have that. Yeah. And has gone through her first year in UL and hasn't yet to be on campus. So now as her dad, to be honest with you, from a social aspect, I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, but, um, but it's, you know, it's a rite of passage that, uh, and here's the problem, they'll never get, that year back, that specific year back, but nothing we can do about it, so we won't be moaning. Absolutely not. Right, we're in London with you. We're in London with me, yes, um, and again, I do feel my life has been a full uh, chain of very interesting events, and if you open your mind up to life with an adventure, it brings you loads. So, um, yeah, I went for an interview for a job with a financial information vendor who had just been taken over by Dow Jones, of all the cool companies to be taken over by. So when I started that job that first year, within the first three or four months, Dow Jones came in and uh, basically I was um, off into the marketing department, probably most valuable apprenticeship I've had for the kind of skill set I have, very social kind of a person and very service oriented, as we mentioned earlier. So I learned so much about branding. And again, go back to the phone thing, when um, when the big boys came in and told us, well, right, now you're going to answer the phone, Dow Jones, tell you it. You're told how to answer the phone yet again and just showed them the detail of branding, I suppose. Um, and I learned so much with that company. I was with them for about eight years. And the opportunities I got, I worked my way up along. I went in as a junior secretary. Um, 
and would have worked with um, product marketing actually at the time. But uh, as, as, as life went on there, they were very good to pool their resources. So they would run a lot of um, customer events. And um, if you were any resourceful at all, you were drafted in for those to be um, obviously a, a hostess of sorts, but also you were dealing with clients and understanding um, the need to be polite and share information. And I had a whole stream of that on my way through that particular company. And, and coming to the end of that experience, I worked with some really, really, um, I say sound and community-minded people in a way that were always good to put opportunity in my way and see my potential. Uh, one guy in particular, um, strategic director, they ran an event out in Monte Carlo of all places. And because I would have been seen as a, well, obviously I, I was useful. <laughs> I understood people and I was good to connect. But they brought me out to Monte Carlo as part of the support team. That was something like I would never have got to do from from Limerick in any day. Yeah, of I, my I, life. I have to I have to come in here. This is just too good, right? Um, so you you said earlier you took us into this wonderful world in London, which apparently by all accounts was a wonderful world for you. Um, and Dow Joe Jones and you know as you say big brand and you learned a lot. And I think you used the word you were lucky. But as you continue through the story, you know, you're then invited into the yes, social. Well, for, yeah. Then you were brought out to Monte Carlo. And the word that comes to mind, which you use regularly in the cafe here, is jammy. Jammy. Oh, yeah. completely. <laughs> and, and I owned every bit of it, Colin. I do And I came yeah. back and I told everyone I knew where I had just been. Oh, wonderful. It was wonderful. I love it. <laughs> but the other thing that the other thing that strikes me here, I think it's worth uh, worth mentioning, if you don't mind, is you said uh, met some really sound people who were community oriented. One guy in particular, and we, we might go there in a second, but just again to to pick up on that because that stuff doesn't happen by accident. That's because of the particular vibration you gave off. You know, uh, you create. Yeah. No, we we create our own look, and yeah. you you positioned yourself to be available for those opportunities. And that's how you met the good people that you met. And the wonderful thing is that the ripples are still being felt here in the work you do today. Oh, well, right. thanks. Back, back, back to London. And uh, how did you meet the man in a minute? Get, get Finish the, the work bit and then tell back us. Yeah, yourself. back into the most important moments in my life, actually, is, is, is uh, my husband, probably a very important one. But um, finish off with Dell Jones, uh, it, it was great. The people I met, um, and, and we were very much customer focused. So all of that service, and, and say the work ethic I bring from, from family home, really, it did serve me well. Uh, and I'd say it was along that way that I, I, I met people that I, I grew to socialise with. When you're away from home, your friends become your family. Um, and actually one of my school contacts was working in London at the time. Through her, I went to one party and I must say that changed where I am today in terms of me and the kids. Um, she lived in a house of teachers and, and uh, they obviously they would have had a lot of um, school quizzes. And I was invited along as Eileen's friend. And then Eileen had all her friends and I met Michael at, at one of those events. Um, and I say out of 16 of us, like we were friends and eight of us, I think, matched up for a finish. But um, no, he actually he was a friend for two, three years first. Um, and we actually came home and got married. I brought all of those home with me so that they could see where I was from. And um, no, I'm really, really blessed um, to, to find a, a good friend and also um, a fairly decent husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonderful stuff. That's great. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. And uh, uh, when was that? What, what year did you meet and when did you get married? Um, I met him in 1991. Uh, we got married in 96. 
so we came home. He was working with the Japanese Commodity House at the time. So two or three of his colleagues were just dying to come and visit Ireland. And when there's a mention of an Irish wedding, you know, it doesn't take much to, to book plane tickets. But um, you know, it was brilliant. It was beautiful. We actually got married in Kukora, my, my hometown. And I had a reception out there in the Castle Oaks in Castle Connell. Just a lovely oh, spot. Beautiful. Yeah, a very, actually, probably one of my private favourite moments of my life. It rained all day, but we got to stand at the top of the church while Cormac Byrne was doing his photography. And it was just lovely to stand there and just watch everyone you know and love in one room. And many of them have passed on now, my grands and some uncles and aunts in the meantime. So, yeah. Wow, wow. That, that's a lovely memory. And for those of us that know uh, that, that hotel, it's a lovely, lovely hotel with a beautiful view of the river. I'm sorry that it was raining on the day, but you, you seem to have embraced it anyway. So, oh, do you know, it, it was lovely. My, my gran had actually passed the year before mm-hmm. and, uh, and my dad was coming up behind me as we're just going to walk up the ice, you know. Grand loved uh, a soft day, and I thought, oh, that's just gorgeous, because I did the felt like she was with me then. It was, it was really nice, yeah. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that just gorgeous? That's a beautiful moment. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so you're, you're now married, you're back in, in, in Ireland, and we're now on the, the, the part of the journey that's going to take us up to the work you do today. So Indeed. take us there, please. So um, we, we had Emer, my first over uh, in UK. She was two and a half when we came back here. And um, for the first, I suppose the reason we decided to move was um, we'd agreed that I'd work for the first few years of Emer's life. And then when I could, I'd stop working and just give her the time. So the choices were to move closer to Clacton, where Michael's family are from, or move home here to Limerick. It was an extreme. But um, anyway, after two or three years, it was a, quite a big decision for him. He's just got one brother. His dad would have passed quite young. So we did decide to come home. I, my parents were here. My brother was here. My sister was in Australia at the time. And it was important. Again, family is important. When you have smallies, you really do appreciate the support. Um, and I'd say I didn't work for the first year or two. Uh, and then I took on a part-time job just to, to keep my, I suppose, keep the adult brain moving. Because with smallies, you tend to go into a whole different level of home detail. Um, and I had worked pretty much all of my life. So I would have taken on some audio typing work. Um, and then as Emer would have got a little bit older, would have got involved in camogie clubs and um, I suppose Irish girl guiding, all the, those community pieces to be part of her life. And then my two boys arrived. Um, so it was like having two families. Um, the, the, Daniel was born when Emer was eight. Um, and at that point, I was out in the community doing things to, to have a value and also to be connected more than anything. But um, where my business journey here starts is um, uh, 2012 uh, International Women's Day. Um, UL ran these fantastic events. Now, they weren't published per se, but um, a friend of my brother's was doing a course out there. And she said, how would you like to come to International Women's Day? Well, I like, you know three kids, two of them really small at home, dying for the opportunity to get out of the house. So my mum really kindly took the boys and covered the school run for me. But I would say I probably was most inspired to, to, to do something else other than what I'd been doing at the time. Um, Terry Prone and Rosemary Delaney were speaking at the time. And I mean, Terry, I'd heard of, but she was so funny and brought such an energy. But the person who really inspired me, guys, was this lady in her 70s was actually starting a college course in UL. And I thought, oh my God, here she is in, in say, prime of her time and she's still learning. But I came away from that event feeling, I still have a nice bit to give. I'm not ready to, to be at home and stay home full time. 
I, I you know I'm someone who needs to be out meeting people anyway. Uh, I would have done Avon for a few years to keep that piece going, just to be meeting people and talking. But I, that lady, uh, I, I never found out her name was, but she really inspired me to go and just do something. So I did, Colin, and um, you had Gay Moore on, on the show probably last year, this time last year, and I would have done a entrepreneur course with Gay. Uh, and of course, um, the idea was to try and find a skill that you could set up a business with. Well, I thought I had the 10 months to find out what that business would be. But no, on that first course, going around the room. So what's your business idea? And I didn't have one. I'll be completely honest. But um, just in those five minutes while everyone else was saying their fantastic creative ideas, I thought, well, do you know something I know loads about is people, coordination and logistics. So I just said, do you know, I think I'm going to set up um, an events business, but for small businesses uh, to be their marketing department and their sales people. I mean, I, I had no business coming in, but um, so there, there was the idea. But what's really ironic about this, I started that course in September and somebody I was running a brownie group with came up to me and said, Evelyn, we're in business 10 years. We're mindful that people are losing their jobs at the moment. We're wondering, would you come and help us to set up um, an event? And I thought, oh, my God, tell me about the universe providing. That's exactly, that's exactly where my head went, Evelyn. The universe provides, uh, you know, if we step forth, the universe sort of says, great, she's ready, here you go. That's the way it works. Um, again, a couple of things to reflect on so we don't lose them. Um, I, I, you know, going back to your decision to, uh, when Emer was very young, you decided at some point it was time to get back out there in the world. I think that's a great uh, thing to do. Um, and it, we don't have time to get into this today, but I remember somebody challenging the phrase a working mom that we'd never use the phrase a working dad. Isn't that really interesting? And it's it, something it really we, is. we, we need yeah. to explore in time. Um, but I want to applaud you for, because uh, we certainly won't solve that one today, right? Uh, <laughs> I, want to, no, I want to applaud you for making that decision and making the re having the realization that, hang on a second, my life, I've got, I've got more to offer. I think that's the way you said, I've got a bit more to give. You've got loads more to give, by the way. And the other thing that I wanted to just touch on was that 70-year-old woman, right? God bless her, because you don't even know her name. That's 100% fine. We have no idea, ladies and gentlemen, who we are influencing by what we do or what we don't do. No idea whatsoever. Uh, our, our job is just to be the very best version of us and Evelyn Pepperell, that appears to me, that's what you're being. So thank you for that. Right, so back to you, back to you, the events business. I love that, by the way, five minutes into Game Wars uh, program and you've decided what you're going to do. Right. Well, yeah. Back, back, back <laughs> um, to it. So, so back to that, and actually, this is a very important piece when it comes to the business I'm in now and where I started from. Having a, a good network of people around you, it's, it's key, and it comes back to that community piece but with the business angle is um, after doing that course, I've met some fantastic friends. Uh, Gay had this great idea that within the group that she'd buddy us up with one other person in the group so that not only were we exploring the journey at the time, but that we're also there as a backup that when you're on Facebook, that someone else would see something that you wouldn't spot. I just thought this was ingenious. Um, and it really was because um, in my, my wildest dreams, I never thought that I would, running a business um you know it, it just wasn't in my my mindset at the time but uh, when it comes to doing it you're very much on your own it can be isolating um the the ironic bit with that is the people i met within that group there's two or three that i'm still in contact with today and um, mom is just like myself 
trying to think what what do you do next and how can you help each other um, and on that one um, I did start attending you know the Limerick Leo events or the local enterprise events they would have run them back in Fitzgerald Woodlands quite a bit um, so I made an effort to get to one of them and there was another evening that was uh, very much um, a mother universe uh, one for me um, the logistics it took to get to this event for half six it was fairly tough now because you would have been at school, the boys were quite young, um, but I had it all down to tea. So that when it came to, they did this kind of open networking piece where they, they sent a mic around and you had to say who you were and what you were there for. Well, I really had only the idea within five months before that events is what I was thinking about doing. Um, but I stood up and my turn came and I thought it took so much now to get here really you won't be doing yourself justice or a mum at home if you don't stand up and say what you're here for. So I stood up and I said my spiel. In other words, I, I hear and I help um, small businesses plan events. Sat back down again, heart racing, delighted to have, I'd done what I, was, what I went to do. But at the end of the event, when people were having their coffees, this lady came up to me and said, are you the events lady? And I said, well, yeah, I, I help small businesses plan event. She said, I'm a hairdressing uh, business back in Abbeyfield. I've just moved to premises on Main Street. I've had a major refurbishment. I've been in business 10 years and she said, I've never had a gala event or an opening. And I thought, oh my God, that, that 10 numbers coming up again. I said, I'd be delighted to help you. What have you in mind? And that was for six months after the second event I'd done. So there is my other, I suppose, moment of inspiration or universe. How cool was that? Oh, how cool was that indeed? How cool was that yeah. indeed? Congratulations. And uh, yeah. definitely, definitely the universe leading you. And, yeah. and, and indeed, six months between the two events, that's nice, gentle leading. I like that. I like that. That's getting you ready for, for great things to come. The other word I want to pick up on, if I may, and this is uh, for Cathy Mera, it's the word back again. Cathy join, joins us every, every uh, Coffee 11 show. Thank you, Cathy, for being here from New Hampshire in the States, right? 6 a.m. <gasps> wow. And, uh, but, but every guest that's been on, right, uh, except for Dublin people, right, talk about it. We went back there and back there and then we went from there back home so yeah. <laughs> just one of those words so uh kathy sprung to mind come here great stuff great stuff um rock forward now to the work you're doing now where has that yes. led you to please so where it's led me to and we go back to the word of networks and the people that are around you your support team column and um, i i have been really fortunate with the the networks that i've, I've joined and i've been part of and um, because the kids were young, I suppose I was going to more tortoise pace than everyone else. They were firing ahead and get to the next level. I'd say for years I was profile building because uh, um, the work would be there. There'd be projects and then to be quiet for a while. So it was cyclical. Um, but that probably worked in well with my pace of life because um, being a mom is my first job. It's the most important job when it comes to moving things forward. But what I did mean is I was meeting people um, at events. I was a couple of times during the year, I would I would go to events that I would hear of that you hear those good speakers speaking at them. And through all of those, I, I met people both online and offline. I was trying to, I suppose, add value for them. They would have brought me in to do things like, I suppose, putting posts up, trying to understand what, what does social media do for me? And, and in Gay's network, I would have met a couple of those girls and they just wanted help promoting their businesses. And I thought, well, how could we do that? I had my event background in my pocket. And actually, this is where the social media piece comes in. And I'll give you an example of one here. Um, a lady back in um, Comedian, and she's a coffee 
happy barista and brought a trailer on the road, attending events five months a year, much like myself, family person, take it out. So I just said, you know, I can go online and I can network for you on Twitter. So at the time, there would have been a lot of ge ge yeah, geographical hours, a Limerick hour, a Dublin hour, and then you'd have industry hours. So what I was doing, or part of the strategy we came up with is I would go online, say Limerick Hour, if she was at an event in Limerick, two or three weeks before the event, um, and tweet on her behalf uh, in her with her piece of energy, all her branding. She'd go to the event, she'd take pictures, and then she'd rock up there, and people knew who she was through having been online chatting. Uh, and we'd do the same then post-event. Um, and actually, the more valuable piece there, column is when she started going to say other events outside the county is people come up to her and say, oh, I saw you online. We have a horse event coming up uh, in Mullingar in two or three months time. How would you fancy doing it? So there was the value of what I was doing, which was really trying to help her in one way, but she was getting a value out of it. And when I saw that, that was something people wanted, I started uh, recording these videos letting other businesses like myself know on Twitter and Facebook. By the way, guys, do you know this Twitter error is happening? So it's opening up that um, networking option to everybody else because they were busy. It was sharing that they happen at this time every day or this time every week, this time. Um, and, and, and moving on from there, then um, that lady who came up to me for the first event, I've been working with her now for nearly 10 years. Uh. She's come back time again and said, We've got this training product we need to go on the road would you come on the road and sell it with me i'm thinking i know nothing about selling training products but she says i'll do the technical piece and come into the room with me and you can help with the chat in between like if i went looking for a job like that on the paper i wouldn't i wouldn't sign up for it but when you come back to the know like and trust of people and you show this you can do and then they see your potential or they see ah oh, now there's a skill that we could take on that would be very valuable and um, so lovely. move forward as you say now to the almost 10 years and i help her put some information up on her website now something i would never have done a course with or would have even entertained the idea of doing but because it comes within the remit of social media i have been offered these opportunities to say would you do this we pay you to do a course to do it so yeah. it's been open to say yes i suppose <laughs> It's great. Being open to say yes. I love that. The answer is yes. What's the question? It's a phrase we've often used in Wigwam here. A couple of things uh, that, uh, again, uh, rich content. Um, you said, I was fortunate in the networks that I joined. And again, I'll put that back to you, Evelyn. No, you weren't. They were fortunate that you joined them. Um, but you know, like attracts like. You're a good person with a good heart, service-oriented for sure. And so you join those networks. I'm, I'm, I would put it to you. Other people join those networks and left them saying they're share losers, right? Uh, but they're not. It's the, it's the attitude with which you step up. And uh, so you've, you've attracted all of this wonderful opportunity into your life, in my opinion. And I'd, I'd like to think that the audience agrees. Bula bus, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, believe, I believe that to be true. Um, the, the, the way that you figured out, because nobody has it all figured out, the way that you have figured it out to date in those earlier years that, you know, we'll do the pre-event uh, priming, if you like, priming the pump. And then when she walks up, people are aware of her. That's that's really positive. And uh, not enough of us do that, yours truly included, I'll be honest, right? And then the post-event. And then, of course, all of that leads to when she steps outside her normal, natural boundaries, she is known outside, or the business is known outside. Uh, really lovely stuff. COVID, how has COVID impacted on all that? Has that helped or hindered? 
Um, do you know, I mix. Um, I'm not going to go with the rose tinted glass. I, I do try and keep the sunny side out. I mean, I'm really lucky. My Both my parents bring, I have the best of both of them. My dad would be very positive. He'd, you know, and he'd be fun. Mom would be very, cares about detail and, and compassionate and, and watchful of how people are around you. So I would say it, it's been a challenge. It, it's, it's the most honest answer I can give. Um. Uh, at the 8th of March last year, I had a whole, my first year of, of events lined up. And I mean lined up now, I'm not being cocky. I had four quarters of things going on, which for me was actually a really good year. And then COVID hit. And um, it was hard. But what was nice um, and what was positive about it is I stayed connected with each of my clients. And I just said, listen, I understand um, if, if, you, if, if you need to let me go for this next few months, I'm happy to just poodle away in the background, but I'm still here if there's anything you need me to do. And actually two or three of them kept me on. So it was lovely, I suppose. And the family piece then, I was really conscious. The biggest overhaul or the biggest um, wave of it hasn't affected us here at home because I came from having a house to myself, to my husband and my three teens at home under my feet. And um, so if I'm really honest, personally, it was a challenge. Those first three or four months it took a while to see, could I even continue to do business? Um, so I did um, in, in a small way. Um, I, I had a lot of inquiries for online support, which I was fortunate to do. So my doors remained open. My virtual doors remained open. But what I, I suppose what I did do is, is I made sure that I kept connecting. The isolation bit of living in a rural area it can be hard. And, and now you can't go out. So it brought me online even more than I would encourage my own clients to, to, to do. So yeah, it's been it's been a tough learning, and I think we'll feel the real effect of us a year after we've 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 passed this. Yeah. Yeah, well said, well said, and thank you for the honesty there. Uh, delighted that you started with. I'm not going to go there with the rose tinted glasses because it's been a difficult time for many, 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 many. Uh, and perhaps I might suggest to us all here in the cafe that we're probably. On, at the fortunate end of the of the spectrum in terms of uh, our ability to cope and uh, the supports perhaps that we have around us obviously i can't speak for everybody but i'd like to i'd like to believe that that's true for most of us here um the covid has changed the world i think perhaps irreversibly uh, not necessarily all bad i don't think um and i fully believe your business will thrive anyway uh, online offline a hybrid model will will unfold in, in the months and years ahead as we climb out of it. I'm going to ask you two questions, if I may, and then we're going to go over yeah. to apparently some people's favourite part of the show, the Princess... <laughs> what can I say, says Shelley? Um, uh, so we're going to go to Princess Shelley to find out what's been going on in the cafe. Two quick questions, if you, if you don't mind, uh, Evelyn. One is, what are you taking with you from COVID that you won't let go of easily? Um, connection, Colin. And uh, it's funny, it was there before, um, but it's here in a way different. It, it shows itself with a different colour, I, I think. So that is a massive one. I mean, you drive out in the car now and you, like the schools have opened back up. People seeing you in the car, the wave isn't just a wave, it's a, you know, so that, that, that is lovely. And um, having the children at home was the other one. I, I, I was very worried about that. I thought, will we even all be talking by the end of the year? But actually something um, our local uh, principal said to me, and she said, do you know, the children would be fine. They're at home with you. They're safe. They're secure. They will learn far more there than they will with us at school. And I thought that actually put me at massive peace of mind to know, yeah, actually, we're very lucky to be at home and 
my husband isn't isn't somebody who's out on the front line. I'm lucky he's well. Yes, I'm lucky he's working over the last year. But I'm fortunate that he he has a job and and he's not out there at risk. So in some ways we've we've been blessed that um you know we're not in immediate danger if we follow all the instructions and do what we're asked to do, which is you know stay safe. Wonderful connection, connection, uh, and, and really well uh, put. Thank you for that. And I loved again the honesty in it. Uh, uh, you know the, the the challenges that you 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 had, but you're going to re- re- you're going to retain connection with you post COVID. Uh, that you're going to strive to make sure that 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 is is kept. The second question then is: you come across somebody in this next week who uh, you you understand to be struggling. Um, what advice would you give them? Uh, do you know? First one is. Um, it's okay to struggle. It would be the first thing I'd say. And then say it, it would be okay. Do you know, um, sometimes we get wrapped up in the worry or guilt. And sometimes we worry too much. And that's easy to say if you have, say, a job worry or a money worry. But actually coming back to yourself and just being present and knowing you're doing the best you can do. That's as much as any of us can do. And, and that's something I must say with the years of personal development in between all the bits that I spoke about earlier. I believe everything I've done up to now is what's got me through this year. Um, so, yeah, do, do your best. It's enough. I love it. Isn't that wonderful? Do your best. It's enough. Evelyn, that's just gorgeous. Thank you for that. Right. Stay where you are. We'll pop over to Princess Shelley, find out what's been going on in the cafe. Shell. Hey, thank you, Evelyn. Some really, really lovely storytelling there. You brought us on such a wonderful journey and so much that we can all relate to. I could see lots of nodding and lots of laughing and smiling. And we love to see that in the cafe. That's what we're doing. We're listening in and on a conversation. So we started off um, at the very start there just after kicking off from Eamon's beautiful mindful moment Kathy Mera popping in at 6am in the morning said good morning from New Hampshire so uh, I think we all relaxed a little bit once we saw you coming Kathy we're kind of expect to see you now it's so great to have you here um, and then Lisa Chalfa hi Lisa joining us in Galway another cafe regular said hello all welcome back on the move so I might be in and out so just your typical cafe environment how have we created this this last just over 12 months you know Sarah Ward who again she always pretty much helps Colin pull up the shutters each day and um, she had to pop off but she said she listened to the replay and she would say really great chat so um, just the normal kind of cafe stuff first of all that was happening um, first Evelyn then Harriet McGuigan hi Harriet really great to have you here Harriet's a previous guest on the show and another regular in our cafe Harriet said Evelyn she loves how much you trust the universe you have a beautiful energy I'm wishing you continued success in your business and beyond. So thank you for that comment, Harriet. Isn't that lovely, Evelyn? Isn't that a lovely comment to receive? So heartwarming. Actually, Harriet is, is, is one of those ladies I've come across through networking and, and right back at you, Harriet. Uh, so much gold coming from inside out. Um, yeah, it's hard not to be impacted by, by lovely people and Harriet is certainly one of those. Thank uh, you, couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Eamon then has popped in the links, Evelyn, so that people can look you up. So we always say, everybody, that down at the bottom when you type your comment, there's three little dots in a square. And if you want it, you can either copy and paste the links or you can save the conversation. And you'll be able to access Evelyn there, her Facebook, her Twitter and her LinkedIn. Thank you, Eamon. You've shared her platforms there. And we'd always um, we'd point you in the direction of that. So then Donal O'Leary, again, great to have you here. Donal, another regular in our little cafe, said, Evelyn, the quintessential 
people person. Social intelligence is palpable and engaging storyteller too. So thank you, Donal. Really, really great comment. Love sharing those comments. Really is such a great honour to be able to share the vibe that's going on as we're all listening in and earwigging on another great conversation. Donal O'Brien joining us again, another regular, another familiar face in the cafe. I'm loving your background today, Donal. You're making me very jealous. He's joining us in Troon in Scotland. And Donal said, Coffee at 11 is a brilliant network because it's full of real people. No wonder it's gone viral nearly. Thanks for sharing your story, Evelyn. Dunnock, thank you so much. And I was corrected, we're going out to 16.8 million people who may access this conversation that you're having. And as Colin said earlier on with that lady that you came into your orbit, Evelyn, we just don't know when we're making a difference and we never get to hear. So um, it really is great to be part of something like this. Kathy Mara then said, thanks Evelyn for sharing your story. She loves your energy as well, isn't it? Such a gratitude for energy now, don't we? So nice to meet you virtually. Um, so thank you for that. Um, thank you very much for that that comment, Kathy. Jules said, "Hi, Jules. Great to have you in our cafe. Brilliant, Evelyn. You're an inspiration." So this is just this is just in the cafe today. This is before the replay goes out live. Ashling Fitzgerald joining us in Six Mile Bridge, practically a neighbour of mine. Hi, Ashling. Really great to have you in the cafe. Um, I do believe it might be your first time in our humble little cafe. I hope you've had a lovely morning with us. She said, "Thank you, Evelyn. You have a very true and pure energy. Lovely to meet you. Isn't that lovely, Evelyn?" So then, Brendan Foley. Hiya, Brendan. Nice to have you in our cafe. We have met elsewhere in Wigwam. It's really great to have you here, Brendan. Delighted you've decided to join us. Take a bit of time. He says, um, I love that you never expected to be self-employed. You're a natural between your optimism and belief in other people. So would you like to comment on that, Evelyn? Well, thanks very much, Brendan. It's lovely to hear those, those kind of words back at you because then when you go out meeting people, we, um, we look for two things. You're looking to learn something. Um, and if you can be inspired by it along the way, it's, it's, it's a double bonus. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's lovely and it is very heartwarming. And it makes you feel like you're running your journey. And it is, and we're still on the adventure. Great stuff. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that, Brendan. Um, Liam Brown joining us from the Limerick Post. Great to have you here, Liam. First time in the cafe. I hope you've had a lovely, scrumptious time with us, dare I say. He said, it's great to pop into our cafe. His first visit, great idea and really fantastic to hear another real story. Um, and that's what we're all about, isn't it? We're about people. I love the way Colm always kicks off the show. We can Google the business. Tell us all about you, Evelyn. And that's what makes the cafe the real authentic place that it's become, you know. Patrick McDonnell. Um, great to have you here, Patrick. It's his first coffee at 11. Welcome into the fold, Patrick. Hope that you'll join us again. And he said he really, really enjoyed your story. So, um, yeah, this is our 101st. Am I saying that right? 101 episodes. So, um, so yeah, really, really great. Feel free to look back at the back catalogue. It's all there online. Inspiring people and we've no idea. Before I invite a question, I am just going to invite Diane. I understand you know Diane already. She's going to offer in maybe a comment or a question. Hi, Diane. Would you like to unmute? And um, you're going to share a comment with our guest today. Of course, you know each other already. Would you like to tell everybody how? We do. Um, greetings from Down Under. I'm here at 5 to 9 on Friday night. So I was out of sight. I've got my G&T. Um, it's legitimate where I am. Um, so I'm Evelyn's sister. And I would say, first of all, I want to say this is awesome. This is such a cool community. I love the format. I love the fact that you've all put your video on. I give myself the hands. I love that. Um, my business is in um, the business of unified communications. So this is 
absolutely awesome. Um, and I won't just go on for hours because us Hannans do love to talk. But a couple of things I wanted to say was, first of all, the community element. It's really, really, um, this is brilliant. I just love the format. Um, the other thing is on Evelyn. Yes, I'm her sister. I'm her younger sister. So I guess I have the um, advantage of knowing Evelyn my entire life. Um, and I would say from me looking from the outside in, um, you know, just having sort of gone, gone to school together and um, working through careers together, um, it's been just so cool watching Evelyn progress. Um, I think there's so many aspects and obviously she's whizzed through them there. But I guess there's so many aspects of it looking on. You just sort of see somebody grow in confidence, go through the different stages of their life. And then it's just so cool to see her having finally, you know, ultimately backed herself for the last eight years to do this as her business. And I can say that everything she talks about from awesome networking, community, social, caring, all of that sort of stuff. So I think she epitomizes it. And I think that's a heart, a heart from down under certainly is a heart from down under and I'm so so glad um, we were messaging over and back um, I'm so glad we kind of invited you poked you into a little comment because, you know I'm all about we're a year at this now a hundred times I've looked at screens Diane you know and I've looked at people's responses and the warmth that spread through the cafe baby sister joining big sister all the way from Australia um, to support her and share such lovely comments and in the line of communications that you're in it's certainly means a lot. I can see from Colm I've shared hundreds of Zooms with Colm at this stage and delighted to receive such lovely feedback. So thank you so very, very much, Diane. And I hope Hi, you in the cafe again. I'd like to respond to Diane's lovely comments. Oh, that's gorgeous. You made my day. Then. It's so lovely. Uh, how cool. I mean, like communication, but family. And it doesn't matter where you are, guys. Do you know, we're lucky. We're actually fortunate. There's one thing you asked me, what was I grateful for? Second thing for COVID. It is technology. Because mm. I kept us connected. You've made my day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, Diane, it's really nice that you copped in. Thank you so much. So Fenella as well, just before I invite a question, I'm going to ask anybody if you want to ask a question, you need to raise your hand in just one moment. The last comment I'll share with you, Fenella says, um, she said she wanted to wish a very happy birthday to Callum. Sorry, she spelled his name wrong. Happy birthday, Callum. And she said she had 150. She had to reduce a two bus journey to work. And I have to say, I disliked it a great deal. Cold, wet most days. And I soon upgraded to my first car, which was a mini. So um, God bless the 150. And she's there. Now <laughs> Here, reminiscing on the days of the Honda 50, Fenella. Um, thanks for the comment. So um, see what you're dredging up those lovely memories, Evelyn. It's something, you know, you didn't know it would be a pivotal part of your story, that little Honda 50, and it just causes people to kind of remember something. It's just so absolutely treasured, um, the, the, the conversations we get to hear. So just before I hand back to our host, um, I would invite a question, wave your hand, do a dance, do whatever you like. Show me if you'd like to ask a question. Um, don't be shy. Amen. Can I invite a question, please? Of course you can. Absolutely. I'm always, I'm always uh, full of questions. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to one. Um, Evelyn, thank you so much for sharing. This, this is absolutely brilliant and uh, very inspiring. Mir, what I'd like to ask you is, I'm kind of further to the, the, the stuff that I shared at the start. You know, in those kind of difficult moments, those stressful moments, or those kind of like, oh, what's your go-to thing to kind of ground yourself, to kind of bring you into the space where you, you activate and, you know, Oh, like I'm glad you've asked me that, Eamon. It's something I meant to mention in my earlier notes, but I got on such a roll, I forgot to say it. Um, I play piano, um, and I'm very sensory. So, um, and I, I have done from the age of eight. Um, and, and something actually, Colin, and I spoke about a little while back, is 
I play it, I love it. And growing up, I always had this notion that you had to be really good at something to do it. Um, I've only made peace with myself lately that it's actually okay to just like doing something because you enjoy it recreationally. So that's my go-to thing. And it is very grounding. I talk about the boys and running on like dogs. My hands, I, they just need to be doing something and my feet are on the floor. So yeah. Mm. on the floor and the hands in the clay doing something that's kind of create create like a creative mindful practice for yourself yeah very much so thanks thanks thank you Eamon thank you and there you go you see I'm so glad that he got to ask that question um, I, I, like I'm a big big fan of music myself whether you're playing it singing it listening to it the power of it is just I don't think we understand what it does to us so I'm so glad you got to ask that question Eamon and as Diane just piped in there with and a very talented pianist too so a vote of confidence from the little sister uh, she's a bit biased though <laughs> I suppose, do you know, you're lucky that it's just not in shot, Evelyn. If it was in shot behind you, you know, you'd be rightly put on the spot. Thank you so much, Evelyn. I'm going to hand you back over. It's not quite time to go yet, so we won't log off just yet. I'm going to hand you back over to our wonderful host. Thank you, everybody. Princess Shelley, over and out. Over to you, Cullum. Uh, do you know what? I have to admit, 101 shows in, it is my favourite part of the show too. <laughs> no, it's great uh, because uh, myself and the guest, we're in conversation, so we've no idea what's going on around us. Um, and so it really is lovely to hear all that wonderful richness. And Diane, you're very welcome. Lovely to have you here. A bit jealous of the G&T, but I don't think G&T at 11 on a Friday morning would work. Uh, we, we did. Be a bit inappropriate. We did, uh, we did uh, on St. Patrick's Day, for next year you're invited, we did St. Patrick's Day, we did um, uh, the Irish coffee at seven, and we did a bit of a session, so Evelyn, you need to bring the piano next time, right, uh, on St. Patrick's Day, Irish coffee at seven, we had a bit of a sing-song, uh, so we do that. But Diane, thanks for popping in and those lovely comments, that uh, it just adds to the richness of a, a lovely conversation. Evelyn, thank you for being here. So look, I get, it's my great pleasure to, I suppose, wind up today's proceedings, if I may. Uh, first show of season four, show 101 since we started. And I, I, I have to do so by thanking uh, the wonderful team, uh, Michelle Barry, a.k.a. Princess Shelley, who has produced today's show. We've got Eamon Smith, a.k.a. The Monk, who's kept us safe and sound. Thank you for that. Tim Kelly, wherever you are there, who is our resident pup. And, uh, but he backs up Eamon and keeps an eye on the back door and the toilet windows and all the rest of it, make sure there's no louts getting in. Katrina O'Brien is going to take this and make it absolutely beautiful for our growing international audience, 16.8 million as of last count and growing. And of course, you know, they're not all watching it clearly, but it's out there. It's in, in the universe. <clears throat> it's doing the Evelyn Pepperell of, uh, of stuff out there, making itself available. I'd like to thank Wigwam for making all this possible and our newest collaboration, it's lovely to have you here, Liam, but uh, uh, season four of the Coffee 11 show is being supported by the Limerick Post newspaper, keeping Limerick posted. And Liam, it's lovely to have you here and thank you for joining us. Very exciting. Um, and the last word, of course, goes to Evelyn Pepperell, our lovely guest today. Evelyn Pepperell, namaste. Thanks very much, guys, for having me. It's been a lovely opportunity to talk um, and thanks for allowing me to share my story.